Hello and welcome to Star Signal episode 80. I'm Chris Whiskey. And I'm Julian Execute. And Colby can't be with us because he is running his own gaming convention right now. He's a busy man. Is it Gex? He calls it Gexcon. G-E-X-Con, I believe it is. I call yeah. it Gexcon because I think of that really cool lizard. You know, do you remember from the nineties? The, oh, Gex with the, the lizard, sunglasses, the gecko. Yeah. yeah, and I just see Colby standing next to this <laughs> lizard like a big cardboard cutout at his convention. But yeah, anyway, that makes sense. All right, so this week we're going to talk about ATV stuff. We're going to talk about our contest uh, that we had to delay for one episode, but we have a winner this week. And we're going to talk about some news that came out of the German version of PC Gamer that CIG did an interview this month. Had a lot of really good, interesting stuff in it. But first off, Julian, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to lately? Uh, Just the same as usual. You know, Ark, Overwatch, uh, less Heroes of the Storm, surprisingly. Um, Bit of Star Citizen in there. Uh, Yeah, just... The same old. It's it's that time of year, isn't it? Like uh, it's winter where I am, so we kind of like hunker down and kind of just go into a little bit of hibernation. Like I'm like hide boots, from man. the ravening beasts. Yeah, I got UGG boots on. Do you guys know what UGG boots are? Do you I do know boots? what UGG boots are. Those oh. are what norm- normally what sorority girls wear here in America. <laughs> I'm thinking more like Eskimo boots. Was, yeah, was yeah what I was exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what sorority right. girls wear. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I've got black ones. Do you have black tights? Are you wearing black tights and when, a North Face jacket? When I'm having one of those days when I don't give a shit about anything, I put them on underneath my jeans, right? And I can walk down the street and nobody <laughs> even knows I'm wearing them. And I go to the supermarket and people don't even notice it. It's really funny. But anyway. nice. uh, so yeah, I've, I've been wearing my boots and just trying to keep warm. Nothing too special. It's that it's that time of year for me, as I said, like just kind of hunker down. Oh, and I've been playing Evolve too. Cause it went yeah, Evolve second stage. People. Yeah, tons mm. of people back on, which is great for you because you love that game. Yeah, I really, really did, and um, that's fantastic. Yeah, they they released uh, another character for that, so that went off last week. So they've already it was out, and within two weeks, they've already had some new content. So that, that's, that's fantastic. That's good. To, it's it always around. always good to see them turn around a game like that because that game had a lot of promise, and yeah. I really want to see it succeed. Um, one one other game, real quick, uh, was Earth Defense Force four point one. Um, a lo- I haven't played it yet, but a lot of my friends are talking about it. Have you heard about it? No. What is it? It it, it, it it seems to look like some kind of Japanese manga game that reminds me of Gundam. And um, you're basically on foot in a third-person uh, shooter game killing all these giant bugs, but it's four-player co-op. So, I don't know. I thought, I thought I'd ask your opinion. So, this is a bit of a different thing there. But, yeah, I might have to look into it. I'll look, to look into that and maybe do some co-op stuff. I do enjoy a good co-op game. Have you watched Stranger Things? I have. I binge-watched it in under two days. <laughs> I watched all eight episodes in 12 hours this week, and wow. oh my gosh. It's one of so those good. shows, though. Like, you watch one episode, and it's like, no, it can't end that way. No, no. Must not, watch uh, the next I'm, one. I'm going to pound this entire... I, I watched four episodes, slept for four hours, and watched four more episodes. Like, it... <laughs> Is so good. If you are a child of the 80s or are familiar mm. with classic 80s movies by Steven Spielberg, or if you're familiar with E.T. or perhaps some X-Files in there. The way I pitched the it. The thing. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And the soundtrack. Yeah. I said, I, the way I pitched it to a friend of mine, I said it's very much like X-Files if it had a baby with Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the like the... 
Oh, this the soundtrack is amazing. It's got some Toto in there. Lots of like creepy synth music. Oh, yeah. I cannot recommend I, it enough. And it goes really well. You know, I said I was rigging up for the winter. Like I could watch it under my covers and go, Ooh. <laughs> you know. So it, it, it's definitely. Oh, it's it, and it's not super scary, but it really took me back to my childhood. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a it's like the good, so good. PG thirteen horror movies. Yeah, very very eighties. Really, really good. Winona Ryder's in it. Yep. Yeah, I was it was awesome. I was so happy to see her back because she she's only ever had one movie role since since she stole all that stuff back in the day when she did that shoplifting and stuff. Yeah, she and had she that was, breakdown. Yeah, Spock, uh, Spock's mom in Star Trek. And that's the only thing I can remember her doing. But now in this, she's just really good. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think the kids still the show, though, don't they? Oh, like, yeah. The it's very, there's a very kids. Goonies vibe to it as well. Yeah. It's got a group of kids trying to solve problems. Um, and and I love it how they are uh, her sister as well. Uh, they're all in the same house and they're all under the same roof, and they don't actually realize what each other's doing. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of clever, and how it all comes together at the end is very very clever. So very satisfying ending. The ending was really good. If they don't make another season, that will be a good satisfying ending. But they did put enough in there to make me really want a second season. So, and it's hard for a show to walk that line. Where yes, that was a good final episode. If you remember, that. if you remember at the end of when we stopped recording, ask me, and I'll tell you the reason why I reckon they're definitely episode second season because i can't say it because it'll be a spoiler yeah no anyone is the same so yeah so Other i've been, that, I've been, been, been watching that i've also been playing a ton of the new hitman game now have you played the new hitman the episodic? i did i was i was in the beta and i i got a little stale on it personally really um, okay because i am loving it uh, one of my issues is i don't finish a lot of games i'm bad about that i'll play right half of a game and then put it down and never come back to it. And so I really appreciate how the episodic nature works, where if I only play half of the game, I only pay for half the game. That makes but, sense. Yeah, so, so it's really nice. But I I have, I got the first episode, whatever it is, and I've been playing the crap out of it, kind of trying to 100% it, if you will. Yeah, I'm getting ready to get the second episode now because I want more. I'm really, really liking the new Hitman. It, the, it, it's much more sandboxy than some of the other ones have been. They've always, always been, yeah. excuse me, it's always been kind of a sandboxy game, but this one really kind of leans into the, all the different ways that you can assassinate your targets and stuff. But yeah, I really, really love that. Sounds like you're thirsty for blood. Yeah, I am. I, <laughs> I like to stalk my prey. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but No Man's Sky is coming out here in a week, week and a half. Mm. Did you did you hear about the really sneaky stuff that happened with that? There might be a second lawsuit. Oh yeah, I saw that there might be a second lawsuit because they, they were using somebody's uh, copy or patented Super formula. algorithm to generate the planets and stuff like that. But we'll see. I, yeah, I don't know about that. But other than that, I have been busy... With real life stuff, as is tradition. But, yeah. So, moving on to Star Citizen. What do we want to talk about? Oh, so the, the Argo. The Argo got... Yep. I don't know. The, the, the image of the Argo, which is the little runabout kind of cargo-carrying ship that comes with some of the larger capital ships, got spoiled. There was an image of that. And it looks good. It briefly I, I, appears in a, a video on ATV, is where it was. And... Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a cool little ship. 
It's a little bit more solid than I thought. Like I like the initial concepts were it, it was very wireframey and industrial. Like you know those um helicopters that kind of they're just the cabin and they kind of pick up the water and they dump it in fires and stuff. Yeah. That's the that's the imagery I remember thinking of when I thought of the first concept that's on scene. And now it it's more akin to um like a submarine or a um, a rover, you know the the sub the, the the ones that go under the water with little arms. Yeah, I can or, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, and the, and it's, so it's changed a little bit. And I I don't think it's a bad thing. I just it's different. That's yeah, it. things change. Yeah, yeah. So the Argo got spoiled. They had that clever little thing there. We had a contest two episodes ago. It was supposed to finish last episode, but due to some uh, poor planning on my part. We extended it two weeks, but that gave a lot more people the opportunity to enter. And the contest was to name Julian's dragonfly and win a dragonfly. So I'm going to read out my some honorable mentions. We'll announce the winner at the end of the episode. But my first honorable mention is from Reddit user Desynced, and it is Evan Rude. And this is a very deep cut. But it brought me back to my childhood. Evan Rude is the dragonfly from the Rescuers movie about the little mice who go on adventures and they have the dragonfly friend Evan Rude. And I saw that and I was like, whoa, that is fantastic. So that is my first uh, honorable mention. Julian, how about yours? Yeah, so my first honorable mention comes from uh, Reddit user Shake and Bake. And he has the name... Hover Davidson, which is like a Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson, but in Harley space. Davidson. Yeah, that's not, I thought it was realistic. That was clever, but he, but he did well. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that one. We'll read some more as throughout the show as we go through <laughs> and eventually get out the winner. So yes. let's move on. On ATV, they were previewing new cockpit animations, and that kind of sparked a discussion between you and I about yep. the canned animations, where you go up to a magical button, push F, and then stuff happens, and then you're standing somewhere else or sitting somewhere else. As opposed to some other games where you where you interact with something and then you can continue to move around. So I so if you go into if you go up to a ladder in Star Citizen right now, you push F and your character reaches out, grabs the ladder, climbs to the top of the ladder, climbs off and stands on the next level. Whereas in other games, you push F and you control the movement up and down the ladder, that kind of thing. So these canned animations are certainly more efficient to code into the game it's it's way easier to do that than to have actual interactive stuff but what do you think about what do you think about that versus having a fully interactive ladder system or whatever or whatever kind of animations that you're having in the game it really breaks down to priorities at the moment like what what like if it's something they can definitely add at a later date because really the ability to go up and down the ladder at will from your freedom if, if you've decided you're halfway up the ladder and oh wait i forgot something you can come back down and the real fundamental thing i think is immersion in vr if you're stuck on a rail so to speak it instantly is going to break that immersion and i've i've seen some vr already where someone's sitting there waiting for something to play out and you can almost see the frustration in the player because their hands just drop yeah they, you, you, you know, you, you're not in control yeah. anymore 
Exactly. And uh, I think from a gameplay perspective, also, if you think of most first-person shooters when you're playing, if you're climbing a ladder, if you're halfway up that ladder, as an example, and someone starts shooting at you, the ability to just, like, you know, press E or use or whatever and let go of that ladder, and even though you're falling, you can still start shooting back, that's going to be way more than the poor sod that's walking up the ladder that's just getting to die because he can't get out of the animation. I didn't think um, about that, but that sounds terrible, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm more on board with you now. I don't want to be stuck in a long canned animation, climbing up a ladder or crawling into a cockpit, because some of those cockpit animations are quite long, where you're waiting for stuff yeah. to open up and ladders to come out of the side and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're locked into that animation, then you might be uh, boned yeah. and, when they start shooting you. And that's what they were kind of talking about on AV, ATV. They've sped them all up and they're, and they're a lot faster now. But I I think fundamentally at the end of the, end of the day, it is going to have to be like every other one down the track. And um, this conversation actually came about because uh, someone in the subreddit where the, the, this information was posted brought this up. And it just ticked over in my mind and I said it to Chris and it's just flowed on from there. But I think it's something that really needs to be brought to CIG's attention because I think it's one of those things until the first person shooter gameplay comes in and you're actually a little bit closer because at the moment when you're on a ship, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit distance. It doesn't matter. But once you're up in other people's faces, I think it's really, you know, COG are going to have to do something about it. But we'll see. We'll yeah, if we'll it ends up see. being a huge amount of work, you know what? Honestly, I can deal without it. But if it's a simple yep. fix, then I would much rather it be uh, more the more interactive way. All right. So moving on, my next uh, honorable mention comes from several people had this idea because it's kind of a classic internet thing when you are naming something. The name of the ship was Dragon McFly Face, and that is brought to you by Silky Z. Gray-headed gamer himself also posted that he was going to do it. I think he just stole it. He's, I mean, it's real easy to take somebody else's <laughs> name and say, oh, I was going to say that too. But uh, Hakuna Matata, Gray-Headed Gamer, and Silky Z had Dragon McFlyface in the uh, tr- grand tradition of the internet naming, in the internet naming conventions. I don't know if you're familiar with the British icebreaker ship from last year, Julian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Bodie McFlyface. Oh, did we actually? Yeah, okay. yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. We, we talked about that with the naming, yeah. the naming episode. But yes, Dragon McFlyface is a runner-up, but unfortunately is not the winner. I'm going to do two mentions here because these two are kind of along the same vein, the similar naming convention, so we'll see how we go. Uh, the first one is by a, a gentleman of name, Random Name I Picked, um, and he's called Size Matters. Size Matters. Matters. Which is, this is like the smallest ship in the galaxy, so yeah. I'm kind of confused by what he's getting at there, but I'll allow it. <laughs> And then the second one is by a gentleman of the name of Weed Tableux, and he's gone with the name Undercompensator. Undercompensator, which makes a little bit more sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm undercompensating. I don't need to... I, I live in the South, and one of the but things that's stereotypical about the South is giant pickup trucks. Everybody oh. drives giant lifted pickups with huge tires and all mm. this kind of stuff. It's it's kind of a it's a thing here. Right. I drive a tiny pickup truck, a very right. very small pickup truck that is not lifted with normal sized tires, and I kind of smile about it every time because I'm like, those guys need to drive a big pickup. I don't. 
Yeah. Oh. I, was, I was waiting for you to say you drove something like a Honda Civic or a Beetle or a Mini no. or something. No, no, I, I no. have a great, I have a great, I love my little, I have a little Toyota Tacoma. It's a tiny little pickup truck. It's great. Yep. But I have resisted the urge to slap some giant tires on it. <laughs> All right. So now we're getting into the meat of the episode. So uh, PC Gamer Germany did an interview with CIG. Uh, Brian Chambers and a lot of good information came out about came out from there and somebody on Reddit was kind enough to translate it from German into English because none of us on the podcast speak German and we pulled a few things out that we wanted to talk about on the show so uh, one was they have the roadmap for 2.6 and 2.7 well they have some of the things so 2.6 uh, Brian Chambers has said that they will launch Star Marine. So I know we were talking a few episodes back how we were thinking that Star Marine was going to be the cool big reveal that was that was eventually underwhelming. But 2.6, so not 2.5, the one that's coming out soon, but 2.6 is going to be its own separate Star Marine module where we'll really be able to get into first-person shooting, which is very exciting. I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. I think you're not going to be the only one there, man. Yeah, it's... there's going to be a lot of people. I have several friends who have said, as soon as there's a robust first-person shooter, we are buying Star Citizen to play it. Until then, they don't they don't really care about the ships as much. They want to shoot people in space in like a permadeath-style situation. Mm. Um, but I think so it's going to be cool when we get that in- integration going, too. Because I actually yes. think it'll... Um, You'll, like when 2.6, from what we've heard from ATV this week, they were talking about different gun control areas. I think you'll see that to come through in that as well, because at the moment there's only like, what, three, four different guns or main guns when I, you know, that aren't pistols. Mm-hmm. Once you get this bigger catalogue of guns, I think the first-person shooter is really going to take a, a bigger step forward in the Star Citizen universe, so to speak, and it'll, yeah, it'll fill it out nicely. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. And then 2.7 is procedural planets. The whole, so they're going to bring the whole Staunton system with planets and moons that can be directly flown and landed on and that, that are created procedurally. So yeah, I, I actually I, heard, I heard someone ahead. talking about the size of the PU at the moment, right? Cause mm-hmm. at the moment it's like one planet and it's moon. Yeah, it's pretty small. And and it's going to go to the entire system. And, and I, I can't actually remember the figures, but it was literally like almost like 100 times bigger than it is now. And that blows my mind because there's going to be 100 of those at launch. Yes. Like, And it's like, I already feel the level already is so big. That and each, each planet is going to have dozens or more uh, like individually crafted landing zones in various areas of cities and all that kind of stuff so it's a lot it's 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 pretty significant um but i but with the release of no man's sky around the corner and Mm -hmm. you have elite dangerous and you have all these games that are procedurally generating huge amounts of data is that something that excites you it depends how it's done. Okay. Like, like, like. Let's look back at procedural generation from a traditional standpoint. Um, every game that I've seen that's been procedurally generated, it's just produced the same stuff over and over. Just in, but slightly, done, in a slightly different configuration. Yeah, yeah, and if that happens, I'll kind of be disappointed because that's not what I want. I, I want to, I want to come to that place and I want to feel that it's original. I want. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to look at it and go. This is the same landing zone that I was three planets ago, but it's red instead of blue. You know, like I, I want it to. I want it to feel unique. So everybody, long- 
Yeah, but I mean, clearly this excites some people because No Man's Sky, people are super hyped about it. And well, one of their big yep. selling points is you have 73 quintillion different planets and every single one of them is going to be unique. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I want, actually, I want I actually crafted heard. things. I want things that are, that have been created by talented artists that I can interact with. It's why I love World of Warcraft. Honestly, I was thinking about this. I was yep. like, I love World of Warcraft because... That game is chock full of tiny little areas yep. that serve no purpose except for an artist, a level designer was like, I'm going to do something that's kind of cool here. Just a little thing that people will blow by, but it makes me happy and somebody's going to notice it and think it's cool. And there's lots of little human things in there as well. And you're not, like procedurally generated, you're not going to get any of that stuff. You're not going to get the you know, the cool little trinkets and like how many different puns is there in World of Warcraft? Like I, this is every TV show you can possibly imagine. There's, there's, there's just a little movie that's, yeah, there's, yeah. But so I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not nervous about it because we only have 100 systems and yep. because the main places that I am going to interact with are going to be handmade. I mean, I'm not planning on going out into the middle of the wilderness randomly yep. just to land my ship and run and run around that that has zero interest for me i get that some people think that's cool but for but for me personally i'm not interested in that um i, I, I think the way it's kind of explained too is you've got to realize the way they're saying it is all the landing zones are still going to be handcrafted what they're using it for is to kind of fill out the sheer full size of planets because from what i remember it being back in the the whole pitch video on that is the landing zones were going to be the only place you could land mm -hmm. and they were going to be handcrafted and that's the only place you could go though you couldn't go across the entire side of the planet so now if you want to the entire surface of the planet is going to be there and they've you know i've heard things also they were talking about eventually possibly putting wildlife in down the road which would be insane you know but but who cares like this is not well, minecraft yeah. this is this is not no man's sky i'm not I'm not, or I guess maybe some people want to be a space ecologist and fly to different planets and study yep. their ecosystems and stuff like that. Not me. I guess if, if that's you, let me know because then I'll, then I'll shut up because I don't want, I don't want them to, I don't want no, to make not, a game just not... for me. I want to make, the, I want them to make a game for everybody, but for me I and think people are... that I know, it's not interesting. I think there are people out there. I think it's going to be the privateer explorer people. Um, and I think that is a large part of the star system people that just like to explore. Um, that said, though, I'm going to give you a, a thing that I heard from a video I was watching about No Man's Sky. And the guy said the developers are predicting that I think it was 98% of the entire universe of No Man's Sky is never going to be seen. Well, yeah, you've got like 50 gajillion planets. Like, um, Why would you bother? That's the, that's the thing too. Like, I would I would much rather have have one hundred really cool places to go than a trillion places to go that are kind of blah, that are kind but of I'm, whatever. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? If the planets are planet sized, right, right, they are you know the size of Earth. There is no way, Chris, you would ever explore the entire thing. Yeah, it's true. Even if it was handcrafted, the entire thing, like if they spent, you know, 20 years, years actually years. remodeling another whole Earth, you would never go see the whole thing. So I, I do see the need for, for the Progesional Generous stuff. And quite honestly, I think they've struck the chord perfectly. 
handcrafted landing zones, filling the gaps with procedural generated stuff. It makes sense to me. I think they're doing it right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna play No Man's Sky when it comes out in a couple weeks. So yep. maybe maybe I'll come back from that. Like, is it? Well, it might be out by the time we record our next episode. And maybe I'll come back and be like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing! It's so there's so much variety and it's fascinating, and I want to be an explorer now. That'd be that'd be awesome. We'll yeah, we'll see. I might I might have to eat my words in two weeks, but uh, yeah, I'll, I, I think, I'll keep you updated. I, I think it, I think the other thing with the exploring angle and how procedural generation is done. It's not just going to be the procedural generation. It's what can you do with it? Like, like what is the gameplay mechanic that makes that viable? <laughs> I can hear you pounding your hand into your fist because I say the same thing. Where is the game here? Where is the yeah. fun? So, yeah, we'll, we will see. Um, they talked about a few other things. The other really interesting thing was uh, NPC AI talking about how NPCs may remember you, may... Uh, may be influenced by you or other people and their attitudes towards you may change. That's interesting. I'm, I feel like that would be a crap ton of work to yeah. implement and we'll see. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it or not, but we'll see. I mean, having, having an NPC become friends with you over time because you are always there giving them strawberries or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Saying, we'll see. It all comes down to the implementation again, I think. Yeah. And I was saying to Chris before the, before the show, we were talking about this briefly and I was saying, uh, there'd be a lot of data if the guy had to remember how, like everyone's name, like, like say he's the main bartender on earth. And then I realized you could do it uh, client side, but wouldn't it kind of be cool at the same time if it was server side and you only had a certain amount of memory. So if you don't go see him, with a certain amount of time, he forgets who you are. That's kind of cool because yeah. that's what I would do yeah. in real life. Well, think about like I, I, the auctioneer in Stormwind. Think about if he had to remember every single person he interacted with. Like he would, he would get real, real forgetful. And, and only the cool characters, like you know, like you know, the people that, like I said, like in real life, like if, if you stand out, people remember you. But if you don't say hello or anything like that, you get disappeared. So he's only going to remember the people that actually have a an imprint on him. And it would be really cool that if he was really close friend with someone, and someone goes away for the game for like a year, comes back, and then he's kind of like scratching his head and vaguely. You seem very familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'd be really cool if they could go to that depth. I'm not saying they can, but the, if they so, could. So we there's can. here's where exploration comes cool. I'm here's a gameplay loop for you. Yeah. Uh, you have rare animals. So if I show up and I'm wearing the fur of a West Orion flying fire tiger, that there's only three of them in the entire world, the only three of them in the entire universe, and I killed one and I made a jacket out of it. NPCs are going to remember you and they're going to give you deals or whatever like that. But <laughs> And then try and sell you matching underpants. Yeah, I'm Chris Whiskey and this is my favorite gun store in the Citadel. So that was our information there. So let's, I'm going to go ahead and give you my final runner-up and then Julian is going to give you the winner. Snoog with several O's in there. Uh, Snoog with his... Uh, with with his dragonfly name, the noisy cricket, a great throwback to Men in Black. I really like that. So Julian, who has won a fancy yellow? Is the yellow one the nice one? Which one did I get? Can, can we add it? We got the yellow dragonfly. Okay, we got the yellow one. Can we can we add a dra- like a drum roll in here and post like or something? I don't know. I don't know how to do that. 
but, uh, but okay, so imagine, <laughs> use the the, uh, the the theater of the mind to add a yes. drum roll here. Yeah. And who won? And the winner with a Reddit username Colfi is Trouser Arouser. Trouser Arouser. Um, a little bit blue, but excellent. I like rhymes. I like I like uh, penis that's, puns. That's harsh. I like no. I like rhymes. I like references to genitals, and so I think that that is a winning combination there. So yes, Cole Fly, congratulations! I will be getting in touch with you to let you know that you are the winner and uh, give you a brand new fancy Drake Dragonfly. So Julian, what allowed us? to do a cool giveaway and do other giveaways that we do not as often as we should, but still pretty often. Um, Patreon. Our patrons, patreon.com slash star signal helps us to pay for hosting and all that kind of stuff. And we can use the extra money periodically to give away cool ships. I think we still have a few in our pockets that we've picked up, uh, a few cool LTI ships we've picked up over time to give away. I know I still have that hull A that we'll give away at some point, but yeah. So our patron, our patrons at patreon.com give us a dollar an episode, $2 an episode, and we only do two a month now. So it's really not that much for $2 a month. You can support poor podcasters everywhere. And I'm about to be, I'm about to be a poor college student again. So we, I will really need it about to buy ramen. Um, but yeah, is that, is that, He's becoming a lawyer. He's lying already. <laughs> um, is that is that like what you eat when you're a poor college student in Australia? I, th- Julian, I think noodle, have, noodles is yeah, the big thing noodle, here. Like, cup yeah, noodle. cup of noodles. Yeah, we have a thing here called Maggi noodles. Is probably the common one. Maggi noodles. Real... You just put boiling water on it, and yep, yep, yep. that's the same thing. And the real big takeaway uh, recently is uh, they imported them from Indonesia. They're called uh, Nazi Goring or Magoring. Nazi Goring? Oh, no, I'll have to look it up now, man. Nazi. Because Goring was a famous Nazi. But anyway. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm saying it all wrong. What am I thinking of now? However you pronounce this, look, I've got to post it to you. You can translate. There you go. That's what what they call it. What do they call it? Okay, Goring. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I'm not familiar. But G-O-R-E-N-G. Weird. I'm going to Google this right now. This makes for fascinating yeah. radio. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash star signal. Oh, that looks tasty as hell. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you the actual pack because it, it comes in packs. And it's very similar to the ones you put with boiling noodles. But it uh, comes with a sachet of chili sauce, soy sauce, and some kind of weird squidgy stuff. I don't know how to explain mm, it. But delicious. I do love squidgy stuff. It's great. Yeah, it looks like looks like some kind of seaweed creature had a baby and they just mushed it up into a, a tube. Anyway. Nice. All right, this has been Star Signal <laughs> episode 80. 80. Wow, 80. I'm Chris Whiskey. And I'm Julian Execute. And, and remember. You can't stop the signal.